Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Let's Talk Learn Tech podcast with me your host Pranjali Lehri. Identifying skill gaps, nurturing talent and filling vacant positions through L&D and HR interventions is a critical priority for success and growth of any organization. And this calls for a sustainable talent pipeline that consistently identifies and prepares talent for open positions across the organization. But building a sustainable talent pipeline is easier said than done, which is why HR readiness is of utmost importance to make an organization future-proof and give it the desired competitive advantage. Joining me to piece this together is Mukta Naik, HR manager, Nikita Srivastava, pre-sales manager, and Nishat Sheikh, regional sales manager. So let's dive straight in. Mukta, I'll start with you. The VUCA world we are living in today necessitates the importance of an always skilled and always ready workforce. So how can organizations one ensure a skilled talent pool and two connect the dots between this and sustainable talent pipeline? So let me try to explain this in a very simple language. Whenever you ask any employee what are the three main factors that are important for him or her in selecting and staying in a job the most common reply you would get is as follows and in this order the first being money second being satisfaction of being in a job role that he or she loves and third is the desire to learn and grow on the job now let's focus on the third one which is the desire to learn and grow on the job how would we achieve that it is only through a robust lnd program where the employees experience the learning happening along with their own journey in a particular company now this is from an employee point of view and it is a very important factor for any employee because it's something related to his or her personal growth as well now let's try to see what it is uh, that the employers want you know of course they want their businesses to grow and they want their businesses to be profitable and how do you think this would be achieved it would only be through a supercharged workforce that they will be able to achieve the same so here l&d is the key aspect in ensuring that happens because it's not only when your employees keep learning on the go that they would be ready to face challenges but they will also be ready to take up the next role which would then create a talent pipeline which is ready to do wonders for your business so if i have to sum up what i've just said if i have to sum up my thoughts L&D according to me is directly proportional to the business's success. Absolutely. Uh you mentioned the supercharged workforce which I think is critical for the sustainable talent pipeline that we speak of. An important part of this is always the digital learning tools or the platform on which perhaps the organizational learning and development can happen seamlessly. Anisha, do you have any thoughts on the kind of digital learning tools that are needed for this? In order to attract a talent pipeline and employee capability development right in order to do this apart from the in general parameters you know so with the employee feels like the organization culture or the employer benefits maybe there is some benefits that they you know so he gets so today lnd is going to play a very critical role in ensuring that the organization is attracting the right talent so this is not only to attract the right talent from outside but also to ensure that the existing talent pool is productive and is contributing to the uh, top line of the organization so i think lms learning management systems are something that are going to play a very important role here absolutely uh, lms also increases the reach and scalability of an organization ensuring that all its employees wherever they are 
at any time, any place can access the training. Speaking of training, it's important that the content is related and relevant to the target audience. Nikita, what do you think is the role of content? How does it plug into the talent pipeline? Yes. So very truly, content plays a very important role nowadays because employees look forward to personalized learning. And when you are in such formats wherein you are doing the individualized learning, you should have a strong, relevant content the content should be engaging. It should have the relevancy in terms of high interactivity. The modes used should be like audiovisual and taxing medians of delivery. If the content is up to date and consistent with the organization's brand, then the right message and it goes to the employees and the best practices can be used to motivate the workforce. So the, the main thing is content should be the larger part of the impactful learning experience that enables the success of any organization and its people. So it should be aligned both to the roles, job roles of the employees and to the business goals. True. Engaging and relevant content is also sticky so that employees are able to retain the information and apply it better in the workplace. So while it's critical to invest in learning and development programs for your existing workforce, Given the dynamic nature of business, sometimes opening the door for fresh talent is equally important to either complement or supplement your in-house resources. Which brings me to you, Mugda. How can organizations, HR in particular, leverage employee capability development and training interventions to establish an employer brand? This terminology, employer brand, is something which is very close to my heart. Why? Because I am in HR. So let me try to explain what exactly do we mean when we say employer brand. So apart from the core brand that any company has, there has emerged a secondary brand which companies around the world are now recognizing and giving it its due importance. And that is the employer brand, which is how are you viewed as an employer? Now, when I say as an employer, the employees could be the former the current or even the future ones who are responsible for spreading how this brand gets showcased to the world. For that matter, even prospective candidates can add value or damage the employer brand irrevocably. For example, in one of my previous companies, there was a disgruntled prospective candidate who wasn't happy with how the recruitment process went for him. Now, I won't uh, get into who was right and who was wrong, but he had created a perception about the company which he then decided to tell the world and then he went to Google and wrote a horrendous review about the company, management. So now every time any prospective candidate goes and checks Google to see the reviews about that particular company, he or she comes across that stinker, which we can't deny, of course, plants that uh, seed of negativity. On the other hand, there are a lot of current employees there who have posted great reviews online. Uh, about the employees, uh, you know, the organization's culture, how receptive the employer is to them, uh, how their learning is happening. So all this uh, adds to the positive employer brand image. Now, how can employers use it through L&D in attracting talent? I would like to throw this question to you and also the audience. Tomorrow, if you wish to apply for any XYZ company and you're just scrolling through their LinkedIn page and you come across great posts of how that particular company's L&D is super active, how employees have posted success stories where they were able to uh, actually enhance their own learning, they were able to learn new things daily, and then 
put it to use in their career uh, you know the ladder that they climb in that particular organization so what sort of perception would that create in your mind it would be that this particular company is actually uh, going to be a helping hand or an enabler for you to achieve your personal uh, goals it would be that this particular company really cares for the employees it would be this company is actually uh, interested and involved actively in ensuring that the employees gain knowledge and learn which is a huge thing i know i would get super excited and i would jump on that wagon immediately so that's how uh, lnd can help in not just attracting but engaging and retaining good talent too you touch upon a very important point there mugtha it's important for an employee to give his services to a company that is invested in his or her personal development and growth which is why having an employer brand that not only attracts the right talent but also helps in overcoming turnover and generate employee engagement is super critical so we have now established that employee training or learning or skilling as it may be termed is key to building a sustainable talent pipeline but i want to break this down further Nishal how do you think L&D can identify and plug in the skill gaps especially because the shelf life of skills has shrunk substantially over the past couple of years compared to the previous decade so though there are current tools right who do capture the employee skill sets right and the skills that they possess but a mere documentation of the skills in your uh, applications like HRMS does not do any good for the employee or the organization so there needs to be a comprehensive capturing of this employee skills their skill level uh, and these needs to get mapped to the along with a career development process now what role lms plays here is i'm going to explain you so the skills and the skill levels that are captured and the career development process which has been captured in the lms so this information needs to flow seamlessly in your lms and now lms should map the relevant content as you rightly said the, the the shelf life of content is very dynamic it's very agile so uh, the lms should be capable enough of mapping this relevant content against the employee's current skills and the skills which are required for an employee to move forward in his career so to cut short you know so in one statement if i have to tell you a inbuilt robust competency development module is key here agreed a competency development module will help an organization not just plan for its current requirements but also be future ready so nikita how do you think off the shelf content or any content which can be mapped to the desired competencies be brought about so whether it be off the shelf content or custom content all the kind of these modules need the important and diverse learning needs when they are used properly so the most purposeful approach that we have to take to the training content is to make it map to the right streamline to the functions that various job roles perform and curate the curriculum as per the resonation of the employee needs so it's very important while we are choosing the uh, ots uh, any official content or any content the mapping has to be very proper with finding the proper job roles and we know that nobody in the business needs understand its needs more than its people so when we are evaluating content providers it's very important to make the providers understand what's the client culture what is the requirement and what is the success factor for the business and then properly match the solution 
also the content should be combined with the good data analytics so that the better learning journeys can be defined so everything starts from the beginning while you are choosing your content providers you should map it thoroughly with your organization's culture and strategy Absolutely. Uh, what you're trying to say is that we need to start with the right objective setting, understanding what is my business objective, what is my learning and development objective, and build on that, which again includes identifying your right target audience and then going to the providers to see what really matches to your requirements. So one is, of course, to ensure that the competency mapping and development is being done with technology tools and the relevant training content, but it's also about the speed at which it needs to evolve in light of the changing environment interestingly agility has garnered attention due to covid-19 which literally left us with little to no choice on adapting and skilling so mukta let's talk about optimizing performance calibration and staying agile how can organizations really do that so again you know let's first try to understand what do we mean when we say a high performance culture So, as Eagle Flight, which is an MNC which provides uh, trainings across the globe, uh, they have rightly said that the characteristics of a high-performance cultures are as follows: one, they have strong leaders; two, they have empowered and engaged employees; third, continuous learning and employee development; fourth, openness to change. So, I'm going to talk more about point number two and three, which is empowered and engaged employees. and continuous learning and employee development organizations with a high performance culture to more than just say that they want their employees to be empowered they ensure that the employees have the necessary skills and knowledge to use good judgment when making high decisions so you know they actually walk the talk so it's not just that they say that we want our employees to be empowered but how are you going to do that you know high performance cultures uh, they feature a two way feedback mechanism training that promotes idea generation and leadership that encourages employees to take ownership in the everyday performance of their roles for example uh, there is a uh, airlines company which empowers their employees by encouraging them to go the extra mile for the customers you know who i'm talking about right so high performance organizations recognize that people need to focus on continually upgrading their skills and knowledge to sustain long term performance instead of occasionally introducing off the shelf learning they evaluate employee development needs and identify clear pathways for ongoing growth and learning and that's how we can create a performance culture in any organization which will have a competitive edge over the others that ensures that success is achieved through meticulously thought over l&d program because you spoke uh, very profoundly about performance culture speaking about walking the talk for empowered and engaged employees and continuous learning and development nishant how do you think technology can be used to shorten the calibration cycle or at least be on top of it so that we are agile enough to make the change as needed so the only way that i see uh, you know so where an organization can shorten the calibration cycle of their lnd uh, programs is by leveraging a robust reporting analytics engine right so this would be miles to ensure that uh, even any organizations uh, learning program is successful so when i say that reporting it's not just reports right we just tell that you know so okay so and so employee has completed so and so learning program no so when i say reporting i'm talking about some deep analytics here okay so where the 
reporting or the analytics should provide an organization or the learning again, you know, so with comparative analysis, uh, right, between two learners. Now, these two learners could be within a small team or they could be working um, for a particular project or they could be belonging to a department. So the duration that an employee has taken to ensure that, you know, so he has uh, he, he has gone from skill one to skill two. So these deep analytics is what is going to ensure that, you know, so any LMS uh, is a success. So to put it short, without post-learning analysis, any LND can never be a true success. Absolutely. Analytics and reporting is super critical so that we are able to identify and get the required intelligence to make right decisions. Uh, speaking from an employee point of view, how can we help the employees stay agile, perhaps with respect to taking control of their own growth? Uh, Nikita, do you have some thoughts to share on that? Sure. So, organization should make sure that learning programs meet the learner personal development goals as well as the wider business needs. And to hold the interest of employees in any learning intervention, they should know what's in it for me. So whatever top-down approach we have to take, we have to involve the managers in any learning interventions, we should understand that what is at stake for the organization and how organization is planning to take their succession planning and their employee learning strategy at a level that, wherein they could meet their business needs. Also, we have to take care that the content which has been used or any learning strategy which has been implemented should be backed by gamification features such as badges, reader boards and the level of engagement should be very high so that it can encourage the progression of the content through the reward and recognition strategies. Also, like the technologies of artificial intelligence automates the process of pushing the right training to the right people at the right time. So by all these technologies and relevancies of the content, we can help the organizations can engage employees more and they can likely perform well and effectively. Absolutely. The strategy has to be more about pull. How can you ensure that the employees are motivated enough and engaged enough so that they are consuming the content rather readily? rather than the organization having to assign it and push it to the employees for their competency matching. My summarization of this conversation is business context is changing very fast and organizations have to evolve the talent management process at the same rate. Learning from within can be immense if we leverage the rich experience, relevant content, and robust technological solutions. This will help in creating a new paradigm of business and will go a long way in keeping the workforce future ready at all times. All right, guys, thank you so much. Let's take a 180 and head into the fun piece of the podcast, the rapid fire. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to have you swap your designations for a bit and answer as the person with the new title in context of the discussion we just had. Mukda, I'm going to start with you. So you are a solution specialist now. You have to convince the prospect. The prospect can be an HR or an L&D practitioner to purchase your learning solutions for building a sustainable talent pipeline at their company. So here it goes. Do you want your employees to be more empowered and engaged? Do you want to build a high-performance culture? Do you want a robust and sustainable pipeline which will take care of things like succession planning? You need to get yourselves an LMS then. <laughs> there you go.
That's awesome. And you had a nice marketing ring to it also. So I think it's more like a solution specialist and a marketer. But well done. All right, Nishad. You are the HR and you need to get buy-in from your employees for adoption of the learning solutions that you've just purchased, perhaps from Mukda. What would your okay. value proposition be? Right. Firstly, Trangini, you have actually solved with a very interesting function for me. Okay. So, so if I am an HR, right, and if I have to ensure that there is, um, you know, so absolute 100% absorption of that tool, then I think as an HR, one safest and the most widely accepted uh, approach would be to include this as part of the organization culture and also ensure that this is part of employee value. Because Fortunately, you know, so this is one way you can ensure uh, that every employee takes this particular application as serious as the organization is looking at. So this is how I would ensure uh, Pranjali. So by making it mandatory, making it uh, an important KI for the employee, any application, be it LMS or any other digital application, can be, you know, so can get better absorption and uh, better utility. Awesome. I also know your fallback uh, designation now, Nishad. You can very well be the HR. <laughs> Okay. Righty. Nikita, you are the CEO of the company and you need to drive a performance culture. How would you get your board members and your function heads, including HR and L&D, of course, on board with the idea so that they are clear on the agenda and they're able to action it accordingly? So, frankly, as I always said, there has to be a top-to-down, bottom approach to any learning intervention. So, I will involve the manager's uh, lead of all the departments to see what are the objectives, what are the pain areas that they want to address in to any learning interventions. And I'll then check, uh, ask the managers to find out the pain areas of their subordinates. And I will clearly lay down the uh, measurables that could attach to the ROI for any intervention. So it should be measurable. It should be seen in their performances, in the organization growth, in the profit. So there has to be a clear, streamlined structure to measure everything. Whenever you are going through any learning intervention, it should be result-oriented. All right, that's all from our side. We would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening, you all. See you next month.